It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It was a night of explosive offenses, dominant defenses, and the other teams that were lucky enough to be on the field and watch it all happen. We got all that and much more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast breaking down all of the biggest stories around the National Football League in less than 30 minutes. You are here with us, and we are so grateful that you are and making us your first listen of the day every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday. you got myself, Ross Jackson, and we're joined this week by Alex Clancy, from who's usually with... Tyler Rowland over on Thursdays, but we have some shuffling around going on here this week. But Alex is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson. Nola, we appreciate you very much for being here with us for another episode of Locked on NFL. And today's episode of Locked on NFL is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Uh, you can check out Prize Picks, which is the way that I think fantasy football should be played. You pick two to five players. You choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projections, and then you get those right, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. It's that simple. Uh, First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the promo code Locked On over at prizepicks.com. Once again, it's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Alex, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. Am I right or am I wrong? For two weeks, you're right. I mean, they'd be <laughs> two completely different teams. Um, Stephon Diggs is always open. Uh, you know, it seems like the NFL allows them to put 15 offensive players on the field at one time because it seems like somebody's always open. Gabe Davis, their bona fide wide receiver, too, out for this game. And Stephon Diggs just had 12 receptions over 130 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he was sleepwalking through this game. So to answer your question... Yes, and it's not fair that an offense that good has a defense that good as well. It doesn't seem like there's a true weakness to this team unless it's the run game, but they don't really care about it. <laughs> I really glad you mentioned the defense as well because I think you know everyone's going to make a lot about this offense. But the thing that's really interesting to me is that, to me, the only defense in the NFL that can stop the Buffalo offense is also in Buffalo. And that's yeah, one of the yeah. things that makes them the best team in the NFL right now. Their punter was gaining them 30 yards on muffed punts, right, and everything. Like, it is 
just a team that no matter what is going on, no matter what is happening, they are able to move the ball. They're able to get the ball back in the hands of the offense that moves the ball so well. This team feels unstoppable. They did it to the uh, the, the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams last uh, last mm-hmm. week. They come back. They do it to the Tennessee Titans this week. Uh, I just don't see an end in sight. And I guess we should mention, of course, like the biggest equalizer across anything in the NFL are injuries. And sure. like, shout out to Dane Jackson. Last we heard, he's got movement in all extremities, everything. So hope that he's okay. But you know, this team stays healthy. It's hard to see any team that we have seen thus far. We're only two weeks into the NFL season, right? But it's hard to see any other team thus far that would be able to stop this Buffalo Bills team. Yeah, and uh, there's only one person that can, and it's number 15 in Kansas City. I mean, I think he's yeah. the kryptonite for this team. What they did this offseason, there were a bunch of uh, conversations about it during the broadcast that they bolstered this defense to stop Patrick Mahomes. And right. they're seeing Patrick Mahomes as the guiding light that they're trying to shut down, and they almost did last year. They probably had a lot of sleepless nights. And, Ross, like, they don't care that they can't run the ball. No. <laughs> it snows in Buffalo. I don't know if people know that. It's cold in Buffalo. They throw the ball. Or Josh Allen just looks at the fans like, listen, I'm a tree. I'll be fine. Let me run the ball when it's cold. It just blows my mind that they choose not to run the ball. And they Perfectly still are the, one that. of the most affluent offenses in the NFL. Yeah, we, we, we hear all of this stuff all the time about how you have to be able to establish the run in order for the passing game to work. And that's just not true. It's never <laughs> been true. It's, it's never been more untrue than today's NFL, where the pass sets up the pass. And if you can run, then great, good for you. But if you can't, it doesn't necessarily spell the end of your offense by any means. And the only thing that's going to really hinder them in the future is holding on to offensive coordinators. Because Ken Dorsey <laughs> is going to get a head coaching job. We remember Ken Dorsey from Miami football. That's the only time, that's only Ken Dorsey that I remember. And now he's like 40 plus years old sitting in the booth up top. I'm like, this dude is a wizard. Yeah. And having all the tools at his disposal, I mean, he can be a head coach somewhere else in two years. But for now, I mean, they're humming in, in Orchard Park for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got... Josh Allen throwing four touchdowns in this game, three of them to uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, at, at least at one point, had more receiving yards than the entirety of the Tennessee Titans receiving core. So I guess the, the next piece here is looking over at the Tennessee Titans side. I mean, is there a team that is suffering more from its offseason, its own offseason doings than the Tennessee Titans moving on from A.J. Brown and now they can't move the ball at all? No, because they don't have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Right. You know, like yeah. Like otherwise, it would be Devontae Adams. Right. Yeah. Good right. point. Good point. Right. So I mean, Ryan Tannehill didn't isn't as bad of a quarterback as he looks today. But right. you don't want Ryan Tannehill to be down thirteen or fourteen points, expecting him to bring a comeback, especially with Derrick Henry pretty much being null and void in this and like trading for trading AJ Brown to get a younger, although very talented replacement, is like two magnets with the same side going at each other. Like it's not, you're not gaining anything by not giving AJ Brown an extra $4 million a year, which is what the discrepancy was, I think. And yeah. what was your bold prediction? I'm going to shout out Ross Jackson, Nola bold prediction to start the season was my biggest bold prediction to start off the season was that by the end of the season, would we not be talking about Derrick Henry as the best rusher in the NFL, the best running back in the NFL. And it certainly through two weeks doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I mean, it looks like that's going to be the case, but that was it. That touchdown, but, like, he's so – like, 
he doesn't need a whole lot of blocking to to to, to get going downhill. I mean, the touchdown he scored was like very few running backs in this league can just be like, sure. I don't care. There's six grown men in front of me. I'm going to run over you like you're Jello. But if but if you're down ten or seventeen points, you know he's equalized, and that's what we yeah. saw today. Yeah, absolutely. So far, you look at the running backs across the NFL, hard not to celebrate Saquon Barkley and his return sure. thus far in the way that he's looked. Uh, I just don't know that like uh, you need Derrick Henry to be that guy because if the Tennessee Titans passing offense is going to look like what it has looked like so far this season, then there's cause for concern there, he says from the city of New Orleans. <laughs> there's you know like like there's enough of a reason to be worried when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. But only two weeks into the season. We'll see how it all continues to adjust, see how it all continues to get going. Another team that had absolutely no problem getting their passing game going was the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, absolutely took it to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football as well. Do they have what it takes to compete within the NFC East? And more importantly, is Jalen Hurts the guy? We got that coming up for you as we continue on with tonight's episode of Locked On NFL. Yeah, and um, you could say... Ross Jackson locked on Saints that Turo is the Buffalo Bills of car sharing marketplaces. A hundred percent. Maybe all they got is options. Oh, here's the thing. If you don't know what Turo is, the website, it's an app. You can save the rental car struggle of spending your first born child to rent a car nowadays for, for a couple of days. And you can get an inexpensive or as expensive as you want option with pretty much any car on the planet with Turo. They're the world's largest car sharing marketplace. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion, SUV or minivan for family road trip, pickup truck for some errands. Like you can put your zip code in and see a bunch of different cars in your area or in the area that you're vacationing on and you just rent it. There's different price points for everything. It makes it so easy. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, we are continuing on with this episode of Locked On NFL. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Don't forget to go and check out your favorite Locked On, or excuse me, your favorite local team's Locked On show as well. So if you're a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, for instance, make sure you're checking out Alex Clancy over at Locked On Cardinals, New Orleans Saints, Locked On Saints, Minnesota Vikings, Locked On Vikings, just to hear Luke Braun upset because it's totally worth it because the Minnesota Vikings did not look like the team in week one, or did not look like the team in week two that they were in week one. But as such, we have to give the Philadelphia Eagles credit because they looked outstanding. Let's start with the quarterback here. Jalen Hurts was effectively tasked or challenged going into this offseason, right? Everyone, or going into the season, everybody kind of talked about the moves that would be made over the offseason. They go, they trade for A.J. Brown, right? Speaking of missing A.J. Brown in Tennessee, he was there in Philly and sort of went and made the move there, continued to build around, you know, Devonta Smith, of course, is still there. This was kind of the year 
for Howie Roseman and and the Philadelphia Eagles brass to get a look at Jalen Hurts, a guy that they've continuously publicly voted for to make sure that he could be the guy in Philadelphia. Tonight, he looked like the guy in Philadelphia, to me, unquestionably. Throwing on the ground, picking things up, great reads, making moves, extending time, staying in the pocket, taking a hit while delivering a pass down the field, just doing all the things that you expect a quarterback to do. Did Jalen Hurts meet the moment tonight? Yeah, it's obvious that the game has slowed down for him. He was composed, yes. which is something yeah. that that is a, that's a, a term that people throw around a lot because of the supreme talent of some quarterbacks, dual threat guys a lot because they've got a lot more on their plate. They're reading defenses for run and pass every play. And he has transformed into potentially down the road an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. Like if he does what he did today, Minnesota's defense was supposed to be improved. I know they lost their defensive head coach or, you know, with, with, with Zimmer, but he picked this, this defense apart and you have to give the defense of the Eagles credit to allow him to do that. But another team that doesn't really run the ball a whole lot, if it's not, if it's not Jalen hurts, Ross, he couldn't throw a football his freshman year at Alabama. Right. Right. And then he goes to the lab of Lincoln Riley and he's able to throw the ball, but it's Oklahoma. Everybody's open. The whole, and then he comes in, wins. He won his first start against the Saints, right? Yep. I remember. He shocked it. the world. Yep. And then he came and he almost beat the Cardinals a couple weeks later. And now he's a star quarterback in the NFL. It happened so fast. <laughs> An astronomical <laughs> rise for the guy. But, but yeah. uh, you know, one that you, you could kind of, I don't want to say that you could see coming because it's not that simple, but like you can see the steps. You can see when this clicked, when that clicked, when the full, when the, the, the full field reads clicked, when the stand in the pocket and deliver clicked. You can kind of see all of those moments. And, and now it's kind of culminating here at the beginning of 2022 into this very well-packaged, I'll use your word again, compose young man at the quarterback spot who I agree if he continues to do what he did tonight and could do that on a consistent basis. And this is a guy that you start having those end of year conversations about. I think based upon what you have seen so far throughout this 2022 season, and listen, I know the New York Giants are undefeated. Jalen Hurts right now was the best quarterback on the field, of course, going up against the Minnesota Vikings, but He's the best quarterback in the NFC East for me right now, too. And so that, to me, makes the Philadelphia Eagles my favorite. They were already kind of my favorite going in. But now that you have the Dak Prescott injury, you kind of have like this kind of wishy-washy situation going on in, in Washington, as there so often is. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are in a good spot to walk away with the NFC East here, at least here early on in the season. Yeah, I agree with you. And they play the NFC West this year, so there's a couple – not layups, but they play Seattle. You know, right. they play San Francisco. Who knows what Jimmy G is going to be like? Right. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like the margin for error is still a lot thinner for him. Like, I don't trust every week that he's going to be able to put up 20, 25 points again. We saw last sure. year there were a couple stinkers, and I don't know if that's in the past. And I don't know if this defense has improved so much. Darius Slay had more receptions than Justin Jefferson did when he was defending Justin Jefferson today with two interceptions. Mm -hmm. Like Fletcher Cox is still Fletcher Cox. Hassan Reddick, they gave a lot of cheese to this offseason. Yep. Everything is improved. So Philly has like the mecca of things going for them. Weak-ish division, a cavalcade of, of skill position players, a good defense, especially a good tight end, and a coach who truly believes in Howie Roseman and Jim who truly believes in the quarterback – 
There is no job security question for Jalen Hurts, which allows him really to learn and evolve as a quarterback as it's intended to do so organically. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Dallas is a circus. So even if they mm-hmm. have the most, you know, polished quarterback at this point, doesn't matter with Dak coming back with how much the Eagles have. is like a cohesive unit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you look over on the defensive side where – you, know, you didn't really see much from that Dallas Cowboys offense. Dallas Cowboys defense played, oh, you know, well against Tampa, but you know, I, I just I, those two teams going up against one another, it being a divisional bout, them being so familiar with one another, I just feel like Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles have a little bit of the upper hand in the division at this point. I'm not fooled by the mirage of Daniel Jones and his team's record, and Carson Wentz, I. We've seen it already, right? Like we've we've seen where this is all going, and so you know, if you ask me to pick between any of the four quarterbacks that are going to take the field that took the field this week, with Cooper Rush being the guy, even though he led the team to a surprising victory, but with Cooper Rush being the guy over Dak Prescott right now, or not over, but in place of Dak Prescott right now, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. So I think they've got the best quarterback in the division right now. I think they have the 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 most finely tuned and assembled sort of machine around the quarterback as well as you just described i just think that they're they're in position for that so i mean yeah. it's great to see it all click it's great to see it all click and let me ask you this because you know the the afc is the is the conference that's deep a lot of good teams you don't know who's gonna make the playoffs the nfc is gonna be deep in a very different way like there's gonna be a lot of teams that make the playoffs at nine and eight right like what San Francisco did last year. So many teams are one and one and they play completely differently in the first two weeks. Yep. You know, the Rams, the Packers, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Philly, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Like it's going to be weird. It's not going to be as sexy as the AFC, but it's going to be weird. And there's probably going to be 11 or 12 teams that are going to vie for those seven spots, which it's going to be ugly, but it's going to be fun. You're just going to have this NFC log jam of mid. <laughs> That's all it's going to be is this mid log jam and how weird uh, that that conference is going to be coming up next. Speaking of the sort of polarizing starts that we've seen, some teams have some have had surprising starts for better or for worse. Our own locked on uh, network here posed the question, who has had the most surprising starts the NFL season thus far? Alex and I are going to give you our answers as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on NFL. Oh, prize picks has changed my life. <laughs> I love prize. It's picks. true. <laughs> Prizepicks.com. Okay. Another app. Like what prize picks does is it makes it very easy to quantify according to their projections, what you think a player will do or won't do. Like Justin Jefferson's over under was far higher than his actual output from tonight's game. So you go to prizepicks.com. Okay. You can pick two to five players, and if they go more or less than the prize picks projection, which is usually a half, mm-hmm. so you go over under, and you can win up to 10 times your money on a single wager. Two to five picks, over under, 10 times your money. And it, do- it doesn't just do just NFL. I mean, NBA, when it comes back around, Major League Baseball in full swing, NHL is right around the corner, PGA, college football every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it seems. Prizepicks.com has you covered safe and fast withdrawals, which, which is huge. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, man. Like, this is super simple. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get up to 100% instant deposit match bonus, up to 100 bucks. Deposit 100, get 100, deposit 50, get 50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match 
up to 100 bucks. And just remember, there's only 30 states right now that it's operational in, but I'm sure that'll grow in the future. For those that are lucky enough, go to prizepicks.com right now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody. We are wrapping up this episode of Locked On NFL with a look at what has been most surprising so far in terms of the starts for the 2022 uh, NFL season. So uh, at Locked On Network, our sort of our, our national Twitter account put this out earlier today. I'm going to add a team to it as well, just for the the intrigue for us, Alex. Um, which of these has been the most surprising start for you so far in the 2022 NFL season? Cincinnati Bengals going 0-2, Miami Dolphins going 2-0, Giants going 2-0, Raiders going 0-2, and now I'll add in, well, oh, you know what? I was going to add in the, oh, no, I will. The Tennessee Titans starting off 0-2 as well. Um, well, let's break this down rationally here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Cam Newton effect. People think <laughs> that the Super Bowl hangover is for the team that wins. It's for the team that loses, that really feels it early on, usually. Okay, unless you're mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. So I'm negating that one. Uh, the Giants played against two offenses that played terribly. It's the like what Tua did on Sunday to rectify the Minka Fitzpatrick calling his agent saying, Get me the hell out of oh, here yes. after the Ravens put up a 50 burger or whatever it was. Hollywood Brown, Lamar Jackson, like that. What Tua Tunga Viola did was shut every single person up, including me, that didn't think he was able to feed two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. And he not only did that, but they had over 300 yards, I think, receiving combined. A whole lot of touchdowns, including the game winner, Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. Like, that Great above and by beyond. Waddell, by the way. Yeah, and in a division that is looking for suitors to challenge Buffalo, you don't want to play Miami-Miami right now, even no. though it's the least, like, scary place to play, unless you're Tom Brady. Like, I, but it, <laughs> to me... It, to me, it's Miami. To me, it's yeah. Miami. Yeah, I, I think I think Miami is a as two and zero. I mean, Tua throwing six touchdowns. I never thought I'd see it. Never thought I'd see it. Right? Like we started off early in that game with just a route. It looked like by Baltimore, and then the composure that he had, the calm, the cool. Like Mike McDaniel, biracial king Mike McDaniel, just has the entire Minnesota, uh, Miami Dolphins team just like believing in themselves in, in a way that, that we've never seen before. Um, I, I was going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals, but I like your, your reality check there about who the Super Bowl hangover is for. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce over to the New York Giants. Okay. The New York Giants starting off 2-0 is something that I, I did not expect at all. And I know that they haven't played like the toughest schedule or anything like that. I mean, the New York Giants beat the Carolina Panthers who like kind of have a quarterback, um, you know, and then they were, they, you know, had the, 
they were carried on the shoulders basically of Saquon Barkley in their first week's matchup and everything, which wasn't a bad deal. But uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I thought that it would take a little bit more time. I was a big time believer in Brian Dable and where it would go. But for me, it was like as long as um, uh, Daniel Jones was the quarterback, I, I had very low expectations for this team. And this is a team to me that like if they went 2-0 and and then finished the season 2-15, and I'd be like, yeah, of course. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But for them to just start out and like come out the gate like this and 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 establish this identity so quickly and be able to be this team that, that they've been thus far, I, I like it. I like what they're able to do and I like the way that they've, they've sort of proven it all, um, proven me wrong. Uh, in that way, especially with me being a very much like not Daniel Jones uh, believer. The Raiders are a close are close in there, too, because I thought they'd take a little bit of a step forward. But for me, it's like I could see them being one and one considering their opponents and the division and all these other things. Oh, and two is only slightly surprising. So I, I don't really I wouldn't get too all up into that one. So I, I'll take the I'll take the Giants in their fast start. Yeah, you know, and with the Giants, like He's a watered-down version of Eli Manning, and I don't say that as a slight. Like, Daniel Jones, I call them oh-my-god moments. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones has had some, oh, my God, where is that more of? Right. Where is that? And I think that's a lot of that's coaching, because I have that at home here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is he doesn't have his – and I had to Google his name. I remember his last name. He doesn't have a, of, he doesn't have a Hakeem Nix. He doesn't have a Mario Manningham. Right. He doesn't have, like, a bona fide wide receiver one – Kenny Galladay gets paid like one. Was he not in the locker room when the game ended? What happened there? You can check out Pat, uh, Patricia Traina locked on Giants. Like, that is a dumpster fire in the wide receiver room. Like, right. Sterling Shepard's there sometimes. Darius <laughs> Slayton's there, I think. Kadarius Tony's supposed to be the guy. He doesn't have somebody he can trust to throw the ball. And Saquon Barkley can't do it all because, you know, when you give him the ball, I call it Arian Fostering right. running backs. Yeah. You have a three-year window of 350 touches, and then that's it. So if you want to withstand Saquon and give him a second contract, he's got to be able to huck it, and he doesn't have anybody to. I mean, the honorable mentor for the Giants is Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Looking like a bust coming out of the draft and now looks to be one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Like, over, he did Tristan Wirfs year two. With the Tristan Wirfs mm-hmm. did year one. It's like, what are we doing here? So, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, but you got to give Dayball credit. A hundred percent, hundred percent have to give him credit. And the culture has been very different and everything with him as well. Like there's, with the exception of that wide receiver room, it seems that everybody is so bought in and just really excited yeah. about what it is that Dable is doing there. And so I, I think you take that. And if Daniel Jones is able to say, hey, I can do it with these guys, then, you know, they get, they invest, reinvest in that wide receiver room this off season. That team takes another step forward in 2023 if Daniel Jones earns that next contract. So lots of different ways for that to continue to improve. All right, every Tuesday here, Luke Braun and I usually do our biggest yike moment of the week. Alex, though, gets the pleasure of joining us for that today as we wrap up the show. So we got a couple of minutes here. Alex, your biggest yike of NFL's week two. Second one of the second half through the punch-out Byron Murphy scoop-up score touchdown for the, for the uh, Raiders. Yeah. This is low-hanging fruit, I understand, I popped at least two vocal cords. I know you're the, you're the musical theater, background theater guy. How many vocal cords do people have? Like, I was, Not enough. Don't go popping them. <laughs> was you're wide, quick. It was a wide range of emotions that I was witnessing watching the Arizona Cardinals and their comeback against, against, the, uh, against the Raiders. Like, how do you let that happen? Ugh. With the pedigree that Josh McDaniels has, they weren't on the field offensively for 45 minutes of real time at one point. And I just don't – that's it. That's insane. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's insane. it for me. 
That's a great one. That's a great one. For me, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line because <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Like, they, 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 last year, they didn't invest in the offensive line as much as most folks would have liked. Um, but they go out there, they get the wide receiver, and then they make it to Super Bowl, and then everybody goes, see, told you. Told you it was okay to not invest in the offensive line or to find another way to do it. And then they come into this year and then they sort of reinvest in the offensive line, but don't do nearly enough with another opportunity and another shot to do it, especially after the Super Bowl. And then now you've got Joe Burrow like back there not being able to do anything. And, and you know, I saw Jake Lisko, who's one of the hosts over at Locked on Bengals, along with James Rapine, who you'll see in tomorrow's Locked on NFL, speaking a little bit on, you know, I, I think maybe. I gave Joe Burrow a little bit of a harder time and all. Yeah, <laughs> because he has a, he has a wet paper bag in front of him and all. And so, you know, I, I look at that and I think, man, like I think that the they lead right now in, in sacks given up uh, with uh, I think New Orleans Saints are actually second in that category, 10 over the first two weeks. So they're in double digits already over in Cincinnati. You know, you're already dealing with the injuries. You know, that this has been a consistent issue. You know that it, it, it kept you from winning a Super Bowl. Haven't done enough over there. So yikes big yike let me let me ask you this and this is not fair to ask okay if t higgins had a year last year his rookie year Mm. that he did last year could this offense operate with t higgins as a wide receiver one and then having penny sue on the left hand side like if they didn't draft jamar chase and everything else is the same maybe they add a wide receiver in in the offseason or you know whatever like is Tyler Boyd a good enough wide receiver two? Is T Higgins a good wide receiver one? And they have an offensive lineman instead of drafting Jamar Chase top five in the draft two years ago. I mean, I'm inclined to say yes, because A, it backs up my argument, but also, <laughs> yeah. also, but the other piece of it too, is that like the, the NFL's game is so geared toward the success of pass catchers geared toward the success of wide receivers. So even if you did draft Penny Sewell, as opposed to Jamar Chase, a, it doesn't keep you from then selecting a second or third round wide receiver yep. in that same draft or reinvesting in the wide receiver room this year, right? So you get the better tackle. As long as the tackle is enough of a scheme fit and then you continue to build around that and then maybe you pick up another couple of wide receivers there, the NFL game is going to elevate those wide receivers no matter what. So going from Jamar Chase to let's say uh, T Higgins as your wide receiver one, but then getting a boost at wide receiver two so that Tyler Boyd is still your pretty active three, I think kind of nets you a positive if you're able to also boost your passing game with better protection on the offensive line, if that makes sense. So that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, and I mean, it's just such a, it's so not clear cut, of course, like the flashball moment of the Super Bowl Jamar Chase is open and Joe Burrow doesn't have the time to throw it to him. Right. It's just, it's the paradox of all, like that's the conundrum that the Bengals are facing right now. And they're never going to have a top 10 pick. You'd think in the next five or seven years to reinvest. So they're not going to get, unless they, you know, move up or anything. But that was like, Jamar Chase beat the best corner in the game. Joe Burrow didn't have time to throw him the ball because the offensive line wasn't good enough. There it is. And that's what they're going to have to deal with. That's it. You'll hear more about the Bengals and the rest of the NFL tomorrow as James Rapine will be joined by not Tony Wiggins, but instead Chris Carter. We have some shuffling going on. So let me give you the schedule for the rest of the week. Uh, as you can see, Alex is here with me. And so you have us here for Tuesday. Tomorrow is going to be James Rapine and Chris Carter. Thursday, instead of Alex being with Tyler, Luke will be with Tyler. And then on Friday, Q will be joined by Tony Wiggins of Locked on Jaguars as opposed to Chris Carter. So 
there you go. A uh, whole lot going on here just because we're trying to make sure that people get some rest with the evening games and things like that. So that's why Luke's not here. He's doing his own show. Chris will be doing his own show Thursday night instead of Friday's Latter NFL, all of that. So we're just trying to, you know, take care of people out here, <laughs> right? Trying to take care of people. All right. So we have much more coming up for you here throughout all the week. Alex Clancy, Ross Jackson, it was a pleasure absolutely to be here with you for another episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, don't forget for your second listen to go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Uh, All of the additional NFL news breakdowns, analysis that you need less than 30 minutes with NFL analyst Brian Peacock, as well as former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Appreciate y'all as always for making us a part of your day and a part of your routine. We'll see you here tomorrow on the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.